Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Taylor in 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, this month, my wife and I are celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary. So I was looking at some pictures uh, from our wedding from 12 years ago. And notice how good I look in that tuxedo from Leon Taylor. Not just me, but all my groomsmen as well. And so if you got a big formal event or a wedding this fall or maybe wedding next spring, think about our good friends over at Leon Taylor. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy would be happy to see you. I'm happy to make you look as good today as I did 12 years ago. Well, It'll almost look as good as me as 12 years ago. I'm just kidding. So we go by Leon Tailoring to be happy to see you. 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, the election is just a couple of days away and some change. We're continuing our conversation with various candidates for public office today. We're fortunate, fortunate enough to talk to the Democratic candidate in the 5th Congressional District. Uh, that is Janine Lee Lake. Uh, Janine, uh, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us this morning, Bill. I appreciate it. It's the last uh, leg of this uh, long campaign, and I'm happy to be here and be able to talk to you and your uh, your listeners. Not a problem. Um, so uh, with a few days to go before Election Day, how are you feeling about the race, the campaign, the whole nine yards? Well, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I, I know we've been running just around 43 to 46 percent uh, the last mm, several weeks. And so, you know, we got to get to that 50% mark because there's only two of us on the ballot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've been running hard. We go everywhere. We There's no place that we haven't been. All six counties, Howard, Hamilton, Delaware, Madison, Grant, Tipton. And, um, you know, we just try to meet where, meet where people are and go toward the votes and toward the handshakes and the babies and all that. I always say this. I'd rather spend eight or ten hours a day. Um, going to going to voters and constituents rather than being on the phone trying to get money from from Washington D.C. and the PACs and all that, I just decided to take a different turn, and that's what we've done, and it's been successful thus far. I won almost, uh, I think I won five out of six counties for my primary, and I believe that we have a very good chance of uh, of beating Victoria Sparks on November the eighth. This past weekend, she started taking out television ads against us, so I'm you know she she's not comfortable for sure. Uh, so what do you hear when you go door to door in the district, when you talk to voters you know, in those various counties? What are their concerns? Well, they are concerned about uh, what we think is, are the top three that we've identified. They are concerned about inflation. They are concerned about the economy. Um, well, probably more so on the Democratic side. Number one is uh, women's reproductive rights. Um, people are concerned about education. And, of course, health care is still continuing to be a big thing. Veterans are concerned. Uh, they're happy about the fact that that just uh, passed, and just knowing that you know that they're going to get um, we know hopefully more benefits extended to them, and uh, that kind of thing. So we're hearing all the kitchen table issues, and you know as a moderate Christian Democrat, you know I'm I'm always willing to sit down with constituents. Um, I never say no to people. We don't block people off our page. Uh, we just we are there. Uh, inside the word representative is the word present. And if you can't be present and hear what all constituents have to say, then you really shouldn't be running for the job. Uh, when you uh, when you go door to door, what what are some of the Democratic answers to things like you no know, inflation, uh, high gas prices? We'll get to the women's reproductive health issues just a bit. But I know those two big issues that a lot of folks in the fifth are worried about are inflation and gas prices. What is the Democratic answer to those issues? Well, um, I don't know about the Democratic answer necessarily, but what my answer is this, and I've done enough research uh, to know that, you know, Demo uh, inflation is not just a United States problem. Uh, I, I will be representing the United States, but, I mean, since, especially since the pandemic, you know, gas prices, grocery prices, uh, 
prices on various goods and services, they've all increased throughout the world. Um, the perfect storm that was the pandemic really hurt us, um, whether it was supply chain issues that caused you know, uh, prices to go up. Uh, supply and demand was just off. I mean, there's, there wasn't a, a template on how to deal with it. Um, I do think this. I do think that also the corporate greed has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, during a pandemic, it, it would seem like prices. Uh, why would why would they continue to raise prices? But they did. And while I know that their allegiance is to stockholders, at the same time, too, that some of these companies were just making the hand over fist and taking advantage of of, of consumers. So, you know, I'd like I, I'm proud that, you know, the uh, the administration was able to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which I do think does lower prices and puts caps on uh, prescriptions and things like that. So, look, you know, we did take action. However, the the thread that runs through year after year after year, the red election after election after election is corporate greed. Uh, I know uh, one of the thing, other one of the big issues. And by the way, our guest in the program today is Jenny Lee Lake. Uh, she is a candidate for a Democratic candidate in the fifth congressional district, uh, that is just north of uh, Indianapolis and uh, Howard, Hamilton, and some various counties, Tipton counties in between. Uh, Jean, uh, what about gas prices? Uh, because I know that has been a, a a major issue, a major big deal. My my wife was just lamenting about gas prices when we were out of town this past weekend. Well, I understand it. We have a big RV that we call a Road to Rovember RV, and uh, it takes uh, almost $175 to fill up. I feel the crunch. I feel the heat. And I know that uh, this has been an issue for for uh, Hoosiers here. But there's also been a gas, ta- gas tax that, uh, you know, the Republicans put on us at the beginning of the summer. And quite honestly, they didn't have to do that. They actually went to, went back into session and, uh, and did that. And they continue to... Uh, ignore ignore Hoosiers that are already suffering. It's almost as if they they saw the prices rising and just thought, you know, well, let's just go ahead and put another 10, 15 cents on this situation and make it worse. And I'm sure that was a strategic political move. But, um, you know, it certainly didn't help help us anymore, any, any at all here. I blame them. Uh, we lost you for just a quick second there because you finished that. Could you repeat that last thing you just said? About the uh, the gas tax yeah. being um, something that was raised at the beginning of the summer, I think it was in June, uh, in the state house, and that's something that didn't have to happen. They they could uh, push that back and you know rescind it and and postpone it a little bit, at least until these prices came down. I know that Biden is trying to uh, negotiate uh, the price of you know uh, oil and that kind of thing as well. But what we can do right here is something that they haven't done. When they have the supermajority. They don't even. It's not even an issue. They could. They could do that immediately. Uh, what about, uh, like I said, that, that issue of reproductive health, reproductive choice? Uh, is that on the minds of voters in the fifth congressional district? Absolutely, absolutely, and so, particularly in Hamilton County. Uh, Hamilton County is the most educated, the most uh, wealthy, uh, the most healthy uh, county in all ninety-two states. Um, what we're seeing there, especially, and we're hearing from Republican moderate women. And independent women uh, who are telling me uh, when we go door to door and canvassing that they really honestly were shocked that Roe versus Wade, the Dobbs decision, uh, was overturned, um, and that they they feel as if this is an attack on their ability to make their own smart intellectual decisions on their own health care. 
And uh, they are, I mean, for the first time, and I've run three times, I ran twice against Greg Pence when I'm, uh, when Nuncie and Delaware County was in the 6th District. Uh, for the first time, I'm actually hearing from loads of Republican women that are telling me the same thing. We are going to vote Democrat, and maybe they're not necessarily changing their party affiliation, but they are saying on this particular issue, we need to send a clear and direct message to our party, which is leave women's reproductive rights alone. Our guest in the program today is Jenny Lee Lake. Uh, she is a Democratic candidate, not Republican, Democratic candidate uh, in the 5th Congressional <laughs> District running against uh, Victoria Sparks. Uh, obviously, uh, Jenny, uh, the foreign policy is a big issue. The Ukraine uh, is a big issue. We spoke with Ms. Sparks about that. Uh, what is your position on the Ukraine? Should we continue uh, funding? Uh, what, is, what are your thoughts on the, on the Ukrainian situation? Well, first of all, as the only Ukrainian board member of Congress, um, it, it was it's always shocking to me that uh, Congresswoman Sparks has repeatedly, repeatedly uh, derided um, uh, President uh, Voldemort Zelensky and his administration on their uh, their their ability and their their fighting toward uh, against Putin and communism and them overtaking their country. Um, it puts it puts their troops at risk um, again and again and again. She's done that from day one. She can't say a good word about it, how American uh, American our response has been. She um, degrades uh, every decision. It seems as if Congress makes, and we've really already given tens of billions of dollars um, in aid. And it just seems like we can't do enough for, to please her in any way, shape, or form. And even the administration over there can't do enough to please her. Um, so I, I question those 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 quotes that she's had uh, repeatedly um, to just bring about more more uh, conflict and more division. I don't understand that at all. And being you know uh, from that region and from from that area, it, it's always shocking to me that the one person that she doesn't say a bad word by name is President Putin. She has not has not looked him in the eye in whatever venue that would be and tell him to leave her people alone. She has not done it. We've researched it time and time again. She will not do it, which makes me wonder kind of what's going on there. Um, that being said, um, looking toward the future, I know that McCarthy said uh, um, four or five days ago that he is not going to be interested in funding a war over there. Um, so I know that that is something that the Republicans are not interested in. I believe that we have an obligation as peacekeepers, as people that uh, do care about democracy worldwide. If we can help, we should help. At the same time, I think we do need to be careful going forward, as we have already, in terms of uh, making sure that you know the ground forces and the monies that are being spent are sent over there are doing their job. But you know, from what I've seen, from what I've heard. Uh, the Congress, uh, Congress that has already, uh, you know, sent aid and approved aid, they feel as if President Zelensky and his administration know what they're doing. And I say, let's trust them. Uh, Janine, uh, one of the other things, uh, one of the other questions I had for you uh, was about our energy policy, particularly uh, with Saudi Arabia. Uh, the president thought he had a deal. Apparently, uh, we didn't. Uh, that's going to cause the gas prices to go up. Uh, what do we need to do to become energy independent, or can we become energy independent? Good question. Uh, can we become in, in energy, energy independent? I do have to say that's probably one of the things that I felt um, Donald Trump um, 
um, tackled um, all the time, uh, head on whether or not it was China and coming against them when it came to trade war issues. Um, I did like I did like his bravado. I did like the fact that he knew that you know some of these people were coming to the table in bad faith and bad actors, um, and he knew that uh, there were things that we could do to make America less dependent upon other countries uh, for oil. Um, I would certainly back any initiative, any vote, anything that would free us from those from the from the bondage that we've actually been in, you know, for long longer than just this election cycle. Jenny Lee Lake with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, Jenny, obviously, when we talk about uh, the 5th Congressional District, it was redrawn, uh, made a little bit more Republican than it was last go-around uh, out of Marion County uh, these days. Uh, what, are, what, are, what, are your, what are your chances of, of winning in, in, the, in the 5th Congressional District? Obviously, it looks like Republicans have a good chance of getting back uh, the House represented. The Senate is still kind of up in the air. Uh, but the 5th Congressional District was drawn particularly to be more Republican. How do you, as a Democrat, uh uh, pull off a victory or eke out a victory. Well, I tell you what, Abdul. If you, if I, if I'm able to eke out this victory, <laughs> you'll be one of the first people that I call. I promise that. Um, that being said, uh, from day one, I felt that this was a vulnerable uh, position uh, for uh, Congresswoman Sparks. Um, she's not necessarily uh, liked. Uh, for, I mean, if you hear her Republican colleagues, which I have a time and time again. Even before the political uh, article that came out that, you know, deemed her the worst, quote unquote, the worst boss. I'm not saying that she is. I'm just saying what the article said um, because of her high rate of turnover uh, in her Republican office and with the Republican colleagues that said she's, she's uh, you know, d- d- I guess uh, she says berating things to her own staff and things like that. And so, you know, in both house in the both House and the Senate. Uh, and she couldn't keep the good employees because they kept leaving. Um, I, so I felt like she was vulnerable in that end. I felt like she, her votes, she's one hundred. She's against any abortion, 100%. She supports a 100% total ban on abortion and has for a long time. She's been endorsed by Right to Life, which that's their stance. Um, and she said it. We've got tweets from 2020 and before that um, that she had, has, has talked about that. So even in the cases of rape, incest or or life of the mother she does not approve of abortion and she said she will not support that um so i thought there was some vulnerability there that and i'm a dang good candidate (laughs) i go like i said before i go everywhere i don't care where you where you stand um i want to let you know that i want to represent you i'm a moderate i'm a person that hears both sides and you know if you've been in a relationship for any more than 24 hours you know that you can't have everything that you want you got to give a little bit you got to listen and you got to hear. And one of the there's three things that I that I think that I have, maybe that Miss Sparks doesn't have courage. Because I'm willing to stand against my party. Chuck Schumer didn't give me a dime. Nancy Pelosi didn't give me a dime. Uh, Joe Biden didn't give me a dime. You know, I'm not saying anything bad about any of those people, but they, uh, the people that got me here, are the people in Indiana. So those are the people that I would be beholden to. I'm a two A girl. I carry myself. My team carries, um, you know, we support, uh, you know, pretty moderate views here in Indiana that reflect Hoosier values. And so I've got calm, I've got courage, and I've got compassion. And I'm going to be the next representative of the 5th District, and I'll call you when I win. <laughs> no problem. Uh, uh, second and final question for you. Uh, how is Indiana's electoral climate these days? Uh, we did some polling uh, last uh, last month. Uh, 
they showed a, a very close U.S. Senate race. Uh, Destiny Scott Wells actually ahead of Diego Morales. Uh, do you think either one of those races will impact yours in the fifth? Well, I really hope they do. Uh, Tom McDermott and I, did you say that, did you talk about, was that, was that the race that you said? I'm sorry. It yeah. kind of cut out. Yeah, it, yeah the U.S. Senate race, Tom, Tom McDermott and Todd Young. Absolutely. Tom, Tom McDermott and I have uh, been very, very aligned when it comes to some of the issues. We talked about um, some of the uh, things with regards to cannabis being, um, you know, made uh, legal to a certain degree. Um, I think that I think that that race is tight, tighter even than what the polls say. I'm super excited that Destiny Wells um, is, is ahead. She had a terrible opponent, in my opinion, in terms of just uh, character and some other things. Um, but I think both of those races are going to, what they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. And uh, we have come together, Democrats, for the, probably the first time in a while. I always say that what, Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in line. For the first time in a long time, Democrats are falling in line with one another. We're supporting one another, even with some of our differences, and we're there for one another. And I, I know that this is going to – it might not be a total blue wave that we see in some other places, but we're going to turn some areas purple, and some areas are going to be blue. Tom McDermott, McDermott is a great candidate. He's going to make a great senator. And Secretary of State um, – candidate destiny wells is second to none so i i love the both of them as people i've seen them work so hard and they both certainly deserve to win and i think that we're all going to ride each other's coattails uh final question for you this may be a little uncomfortable but hey this is the job that i get, get paid to do okay. uh, a while back uh, there were some things posted on social media regarding you your ex-husband your daughter uh is any of that uh resonated in the district or is that just all facebook personal stuff well, I was really sad about that because I actually only have uh, two adopted ch- children that are legally mine. I've had foster children before, uh, several foster children, probably up to 10 or 12 over the last 30 years. And so um, I've had some people, uh, you know, ask me questions. I'm like, you know, I have two kids, <laughs> two kids that are Leighton Lake and Charles Lake. I don't have any other children. I don't have any other, uh, you know, legally adopted children. I have tried to help some children sometimes. Um, foster children go through a lot, and um, I don't have anything bad to say about any of my former foster children. They've really gone through a lot already. Um, they have, um, they're just, they just need a lot of prayer. That's all I would say. And I love them with my whole heart, and I'm a believer, you know, that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I do think this is that sometimes you see stuff on social media, um, unless it's it's something that's probably true, you probably don't want to write about it or post it. And people don't think about those things because you just can't, you can post stuff, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. People say a lot of the things about me um, that are just whole cloth lies, but I can't chase down every lie. Um, I can only present myself as the law-abiding citizen that I've been. Um, I always tell people, if you think something has been, if you think you've been wrong, then call the police because they will investigate and they will arrest and they will charge and hopefully convict every single person that has actually committed a crime. But just because it's quote-unquote Facebook wrong doesn't mean that anybody's done anything wrong. It's just one person's opinion. But again, I love my foster children. I will love them till the day I die, troubled or not, on drugs or not, um, in a bad way or not. They're mine, and I will always love them, and I won't say a bad word about them. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been Jenny Lee Lake. Uh, she is a Democratic candidate for the 5th Congressional District. Uh, Jenny, nothing but the best of luck on Election Day, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Thanks so much, Abdul, for having us on. I appreciate it. 
This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.